Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. We're your guides through sordid tales of movies, music, and pop culture. Our show is best experienced under the influence of cannabis, so now's your cue to light up. Now remember, drugs are dangerous. Please use responsibly, but do subscribe. And now your hosts, James Thomas and David Hawk. What's up, everybody? It is Monday night, and you are watching the Mile High Podcast. I am your host, Dave. Um, James has taken some much-needed time off. Uh, our hearts and thoughts are still uh, with James and his family as they're dealing with uh, their own stuff over there. So uh, I'm taking the reins for, for the time being. Uh, and with me tonight, I have a couple of very special guests. Um, I'm going to go from to my left here on my screen which is probably right in facebook world uh i'm gonna start with our in-house resident cannabis expert kim neubauer how are you kim hello i'm doing real good awesome um funny story uh kim got real high last week and uh (laughs) she has some really interesting tales of what happened not only did she get so high that she forget what she forgot what uh, her favorite movies were but uh what else happened last week Uh, on her own weed might i add so yeah, you know, this is a great um, advertisement for her own home grade uh, grown weed. So I wish I was what smoking happened? again tonight. Um, I tried to make spaghetti sauce, and I was like, "Oh, I'll just let it." I like kind of forgot that I was cooking it, and when the show was over, it was a spaghetti sauce hockey puck. Uh, so I had to throw that out and eat Doritos. That's some excellent fucking weed right there. Uh, <laughs> So wonderful. Well, welcome back, Kim. We, uh, I'm so happy that you're, you're back with us. Uh, we really enjoy having you on the show. And then, of course, this next man needs no explanation, um, mostly because he's everywhere on the Truckee Pacific Networks, um, host of the Santori, um, Santori What Now, man. I'm going to get infected by James. Like I know you, the name of your show. James fucks your show up all the time. I'm really great with it, but now I'm, I'm harnessing, I'm embracing James's persona. I fucked up the name of your show. Uh, the host of Santori, what now? Mr. Santori, how the hell are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, brother. Thank you, um, Rab. It's been, yeah, thanks, dude. It's been a, a hot minute since you've been on the show, so uh, welcome yeah. back on. Thank you. Um, tonight is going to be a really fun show. Uh, we're talking about uh, music that changed our lives. Um, we're talking albums, songs, bands. Uh, even musicians uh, that have made a huge influence on our lives. Um, so that'll be a little bit later in the show. Um, but as is customary here on the Mile High Podcast, let's talk to Santori. What have you been watching, Mr. Santori? And what have you been up to? Actually, I just got done watching that uh, COVID special at South Park on Paramount. And I have to say, those guys, Trey and Matt, just still, they they kill it, man. They just, they never seem to disappoint. And then I... Uh, over the weekend, I was watching a um, documentary of Henry Hill. If you guys ever remember uh, Henry Goodfellas, well, it was a documentary pretty much. I just interested in that. And, um, so it's pretty much what I've been watching in office all the time, as you can nice. tell. Awesome. Well, thank you uh, very much for coming on. Uh, what have you been up to? Like, are you, I know um, Mary Beth is um, working now. Are you, uh, what are you doing these days? Yeah. So, yeah, we, we, we got it. I got a job and then all of a sudden they don't open until February. So now I'm on a job hunt to do part time until then. So I'm waiting it out, looking for a job in the process. And number one, Dick, she's uh, she's working part time. And of course, she's going to start 
and then the January of the job that we got together. So, but yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, oh, cool. Very cool. Um, Kim, what, what have you been up to and what have you been watching these days? Um, I watched something just for you. So, I'm so uh, flattered. Just for you. So I had something to talk about. I've actually been applying to grad school. Um, nice. Uh, it turns out that is a really cumbersome process. Uh, and two weeks is not enough time to do it, but I'm going to do it. And uh, I believe in you. So I watched this thing called Chicago Party Ant because I'm real into like adult cartoons. And so it's like on Netflix, it's a Netflix original. And it's all about this party ant from Chicago. And it's like all this typical Chicago stereotypes and it's fantastic i'm from milwaukee wisconsin so sometimes when i talk tonight or any night you'll hear my with my thick thick midwest accent come out and um it's spot on i love it so it's raunchy too yeah you have a, a pretty thick uh cheesehead accent there for sure so nice um <laughs> what have you been up to besides uh you know how's the new job going the new job is great. Um, last week was a short week, so that was really good. So we talked on Monday night, and then I had uh, one more day of work and uh, learned about some tape libraries. So, you know, if you know what that is, you're probably a nerd. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no idea. Literally no idea. Um, did you guys have a good Thanksgiving? That's complete. I forgot it was Thanksgiving. I did. Last week. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you do? You do anything fun? I cooked. Nice. Have you cooked Thanksgiving dinner before? Mm-hmm. Oh. Favorite. I thought it was like, oh, it's the first time I ever cooked it. And no, I love fucking it. set the turkey on fire. What about you, Santori? What'd you guys do? Uh, I cooked, she cooked, and we had friends come over and we hosted this year and success. So nice. Lots we uh prepaid, we pre uh, planned the whole leftover scene. We got to go things for all the guests and they Got a lot of food. Well, it was good. It was success. Yeah, nice. Um, I, we have a bunch of people watching now. Uh, I want to say hi to Robert Roberts and Bonnie. Man, Bonnie, hello, mom. She's out there. Uh, make sure you guys are interacting with us tonight. You know, tell us about your Thanksgiving. Tell us what you're watching. Uh, Rob Robert, what are you smoking tonight, bro? You're saying puff puff pass, but what are you smoking? <laughs> um, you know, and definitely later on in the show, I want you guys to you know join the conversation. That's what makes the this show is great. Um, is that you guys are joining the conversation. So uh, thank you guys, everybody, for watching. Uh, my Thanksgiving was very strange, uh, just kind of a strange part of my life right now, but it was still nice. It was nice to be around my family. Um, I don't really see my sister and her kids very often, so it was nice to talk with them and hang out with them. Um, and now it's like, now Thanksgiving's done, it is straight on to Christmas. And so, um, you know, now having to worry about, like, buying gifts for people again and, you know, it, it's a stressful time of year. I, I love Christmas. There's a lot of people out there that don't particularly like this time of year, but uh, my kiddo and I, um, hardcore atheists that we are, we are still all about Christmas. So um, I don't really care much about the whole religious aspect of it, but we are very much into Christmas. Um, how about you guys? Are, yeah, are you guys into Christmas all that much? Mm-hmm. Um, I am. Number one, Dick is really all about Christmas. Uh, yeah. for- our reasons but uh no what we did after the day after black friday whatever we didn't go shopping we actually decorated and got the tree up because it was 
after Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, I think it's when you should be able to bust out the tunes and that's just you know, my seeing stuff before Thanksgiving. It really, really makes me sad. But yeah, that's we put our we put our tree up. My kiddo and I we put our tree up last night, and uh, that's actually late for us. I mean, we right. usually it's like if it's the the first snowy weekend in October, that's when we do it. And that's kind of the nice thing you have an artificial tree. It's like oh, it's September, but it's a chilly day. It reminds me of Christmas. Let's put up the tree. So yeah, we just put it up. It's nice and it's a little bit later than normal, but it is what it is. Right. So I um, also I, put up my tree. Did you really? Yeah. Um, this is is this the first year in your place? Day before. Pardon? Is this the first year in your place? Because you just moved to Colorado not that long ago, right? Uh, no, so this is my second. This is actually my third Christmas here. So oh, I'm right on. 2019, but I moved here in November. So I like had Christmas right away and then last Christmas. And so, so yep, third, third Christmas. Nice. There's nothing like a Colorado Christmas. Like I know Centauri, you know, being in Minnesota, it's pretty close because, you know, you have a nice mountainy, you know, part of Minnesota and it's chilly. But Colorado, I mean, like, there's just nothing like it in Colorado. The lights are gorgeous, and it, usually it's cold and snowy. The mountains are fantastic. And then the, the Christmas lights on the snow, um, it was way snowier when I was growing up. Maybe that's just my memory, but um, definitely way snowier growing up versus now. It's like 72 degrees out here today. I mean, uh, yeah, definitely definitely yeah. the weather has changed in the last 30-something years for sure. Yeah, it's like November 29th. We haven't seen snow yet, and it's like 60. Yeah. Not like it, but it was beautiful. I'm not mad. I'm like, yeah, Ooh. definitely. <laughs> like, for sure, making... for sure. but I am a little concerned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't help but be concerned. Like in Colorado, we set a record for the latest snowfall. Like, I mean, still it's fucking November. I mean, what day are we? Like November 29th, 29. and we yeah. still haven't fucking had a recordable snowfall in Colorado. I mean, come on. I mean. I mean, there's like years where we had fucking blizzards in October and shit, and we still haven't had. Uh, last year it was September. Yeah, last year it was September. <laughs> we put a Christmas tree up that day, oddly enough. <laughs> uh, I will tell you that. Uh, let's see here. Um, my mom says that my Brussels sprouts that I made on Thanksgiving were awesome. I 100% agree with that. My Brussels sprouts fucking <laughs> killer. Uh, and Rob Roberts has been watching Mysteries of the Abandoned on the Science Channel, and we're going to what I watched. Because um, I'm working. I don't really have an exciting life other than I work at a pot shop now, and that's pretty cool. But um, basically, I'm here. I, I see a million different things. Um, over the last couple of weeks, I saw Encanto, which was fucking amazing. Uh, the music was by Lin Manuel, and he gets back to his Latin roots. It's a great Disney movie. It's super colorful. The music is fantastic. Um, it's perfect for kids. So, um, all you stoners with little kids that are watching tonight, you know, feel free to take your kids. Um, you know, bring a vape pen, hit it up in the, the bathroom, and then just enjoy the colors and the music. Uh, and Canto was very, very good. Um, I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife, which was also fucking great. I, the Ghostbusters was so good. Um, I actually am one of like the 10 people that liked the, the female Ghostbusters a few years ago. This is so much better. I mean, this is better than Ghostbusters 2. I mean, it's like Ghostbusters 1, this one, and then Ghostbusters 2. I mean, this was nice. a great, great movie. So definitely recommend going to see it and go and see it in the theater. Um, Is Bill Murray in it? I'm not going to tell you fucking shit, bro. It's, the movie's been out for a week, so if you want to spoil it, you can go spoil it, but I'm not spoiling I shit. Um, I just have to say that the last half hour of this fucking movie is like one of the best half hours of any movie I've ever seen. It was so fucking good. It's great. So definitely recommend Ghostbusters. 
But the movie that I saw that you 100% have got to go see and check it out is Last Night in Soho from Edgar Wright. But Bill, Murray. Is a, Bill Murray was not in that one. There's no spoilers in that one. Um, Bill Murray, right. not in Last Night in Soho, but it is so fucking good, dude. If it doesn't get nominated for a bunch of fucking awards, it's, it'll be a travesty. Uh, as much as I love Edgar Wright movies, um, this is right up there um, with the best of the best. It was fantastic. It was a true horror movie. It was, um, you know, it had a, a crazy ending, a crazy left turn of an ending. Um, everything that you want from a horror movie, it's in Last Night in Soho. And then, of course, on top of it, Edgar Wright is just brilliant with using music and using this like 1960s pop music um, throughout this horror movie was just fucking great. So, Highly, highly, highly recommend last night. So who I cannot wait to go see that one again. Um, but that was that's pretty much what I've been seeing. Um, I, I watch a lot of shit, so I always take up like the longest time when it comes to stuff that we've been watching. Um, watching a lot of uh, guys' grocery games. Who knew? I that was a fun show. Lots of guys' grocery games lately. So definitely check that show out too. Um, but we're talking music tonight, and um, you know everybody who is on this show has been touched by music in some way and not like the you know fondled by your uncle in the closet kind of touch i mean like you know we have heard songs and listened to albums and gone to concerts that has touched us to our very core and um i'm sure if you guys are watching tonight you're tuning in if you have that same kind of experience you know there's just songs that have um are theme songs to your life that have um that have touched you at, at certain times of your life where you're just like you needed a pick-me-up and this song came out at the right time and it you know you still listen to it to this very day um music is one of those things that it's like it's like one of those most palpable emotional things that uh you can experience um i mean music is just like it's the thread of my life um and you know santori you're a musician so you are right there with me and um you know inf- tell me how music has influenced you guys i want to start with santori because like i said you're a musician you know how has music influenced your life um, well, I'd have to say it's been influential because of like when the era that I grew up in, there was, you know, people actually playing instruments like, you know, drums and guitars and vocals and whatever. And there was, uh, a young man named Eddie Van Halen that came out in 78 and he made me want to pick up the guitar. And that was my big influence right there. So that's how music like touched me as a musician i was influenced by him and randy rhodes from ozzy osbourne so yeah those two guys and of course jim page from led zeppelin jimmy hendrix so yeah the fact that they were talented you know guitar players and you know of course clapton and prince and all them so just they're and they're inspiring and you know i i found out that i had a gift and I want to, you know, pursue it and I'm lucky to have it. So might as well, you know, play with it. So, but those guys did influence me big time. Eddie Van Halen. Absolutely. RIP Eddie Van Halen. Uh, how about you, Kim? How has music influenced you? Um, both my parents were super duper into music. So started me really young on the classics, all the ones that Mike listed and then some, uh, and I started going to concerts at a really young age, uh, living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, there's a lot, a lot of live music. And when you're a teenager, you know, that was kind of like the thing to go do um, was like go down to Summerfest, which is a 10 day music festival 
Um, you know, that's what we went and did during the summer is you went and hung out down at the music festival for 10 days. Um, and so that was kind of where it all started for me. And I've seen my favorite band like 110 times, like no joke. I'm not even kidding. You know, they have a very uh, Grateful Dead like following. Um, and so music has been super influential as far as being social, uh, the year without COVID and not having shows, I learned like that I have no social skills, but <laughs> concerts, um, I was like, oh, wow. But how do you, and I know, I know lots of people experience that, but I was just like, wow, I have no idea how to make friends outside of like talking to people at shows about music. Mm. And then when I try to, you know, make friends outside of that, people, you know, I go on about music. I'm like, oh yeah, I really like music. And people are like, yeah, I like, I like music. And I'm like, no, I really like music. And they're like, okay, okay. Like, like, calm, calm down. You need to smoke a weed or something. Um, so you made a really great point there, Kim. Um, you got into music and music is super important to your life because your parents got you into it. Um, Santori, you know, did you have someone like that to influence your love of music as well? Some family oh, yeah. member or a friend or oh, something? Yeah. No. So, so, you know, we were riding in my parents' car when I was very young. My brother and I, who's 11 years older than I was, you know, I was like three or four, whatever. And I would listen to my parents' music and they were listening to Roger Whitaker, Kenny Rogers, and Neil Diamond, and Bee Gees. And one day my brother was fed up with it because we'd go on vacation and I would always, you know, cheer on my parents music because i didn't know better and then he said one day he took me into his room and this is what we're going to do you're going to listen to this and he pulled out Benny on acdc back in black lights up the floor rush 2112 and and i just fell in love with it i mean from that point i mean as soon as i hit you know heard ain't talking about love by van Halen, i was just hooked it was just like you know and then back in black i mean if anyone has ever listened to ACDC album, you know it's a good album. And so yeah, so I was five years old and year was 78, just showed my age, but whatever. And uh, yeah, and ever since five, I've I've been in love with it. And so this is my brother. Um uh, I I will hundred percent credit my folks with my love of music as well. Um it's so funny because we have very similar stories, dude, where it's like you know, we would go on these long vacations and they would always pop in Fleetwood Mac's greatest hits and Eagles greatest hits and Beatles and just like all these fucking great albums. And, you know, I may not have really appreciated them at the time, but I appreciate them a lot more now that I'm like, I'm really into music. And one thing I love to do is just like follow music to its very root. So um, listen to bands today that, you know, sound like Arcade Fire sounds like the Eagles the Eagles sound like um, the platters even, you know, going back all the way to Jazzer and just like following people's um, lineages, following people's likes and um, influences and stuff. You know, I really enjoy doing that and doing so now, like it gave me listening to the music that they played, like really gave me a base in how much I, I love music these days. Um, I think that at a certain point in my life, I actually, my musical, um, uh, knowledge and um, experience they kind of overcame what they uh, they originally had me listen to but uh I'm, music is still super important to everybody in my family like my mom fucking opened up for the beach boys and uh her and my uncle have been playing weddings and you know gigs and bars and shit for many many years and um music is just super influential they like go over and 
you know, and jam out and shit, you know, so super music is, you know, it's a lot of it is in the family, you know, and the love of music is passed down through the family. Um, quick tangent, um, Mel from, you know, of Truckee Pacific and Mile High Podcast, um, James's wife, she's the, exactly the same way. She's our music expert because um, she was in like a Partridge family type band growing up and her parents were fucking live music performers and exposed to all sorts of music. Um, and all the people that are listening here, like on our show, they all had people in their family or something that uh, uh, really helped them expand their uh, their love of music as well. Um, and speaking of our listeners, our, we have Rob Roberts, who said that Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin are amongst his most uh, influential bands. My mom says the Beatles were hers. And um, my mom said that music of the, is the thread of her life as well. Um, she, when she was young, she was influenced at the beginning of FM radio. Uh, talk about old, old of FM radio. Um, is there, when I was growing up and I feel like I'm kind of hijacking the show, but, um, I'm kind of on a roll right now. So bear with me. Um, when I was younger, when I was in like high school, junior area, junior uh, year, um, terrible. I was having, I was a real low part, uh, point of my life there. And, um, you know, bullied mercilessly cause I was the, the goofy fat kid and I wasn't like terribly bright i wasn't great at football like i wasn't really great at a lot of stuff and i was weird and awkward and kind of alone my my two best friends who oddly enough are dw and james they're you know they're off doing their own thing so i felt you know kind of pretty low at that point and my sister introduced me to a band called nine inch nails and i fucking started listening and just absorbing everything from nine inch nails and right in that junior year where i was feeling at my lowest point they come out with a downward spiral and um, Santori actually heard this shit, this story before, because him and I do a podcast called our favorite albums and the downward spiral is my favorite, most influential album. And I wholly, I fully give it credit for the reason I'm still alive is because of this particular album. It like fucking, it told me that there is more than, um, you know, than myself that's out there. It was a very nihilistic. It's very like, you know, it's all about me and nothing really matters, but, you know, just, it was so popular that people were fucking, and, you know, glumming onto this album and loving this album. So there was like a lot of people think the same way that I do. So I'm really not alone because I'm part of this group. And it kind of introduced me to this like small goth group that was in my school. And we kind of, we went to, you know, a bunch of shows and stuff. So I kind of associated with like the goth crowd and they were like, you know, they all thought the same way. And I was like, I am not alone. I actually, there are people that like the same shit that I do that, um, you know, we can bond over. So like, I'm not alone. I, I may be weird, but these people are also equally fucking weird. Um, so I fully credit downward spiral with my still being alive to this day. So do you guys have any album or is there a song or a band that just like, you know, you can credit with like, it changed the trajectory of my life. Anything like that? Uh, how about you, Santori? <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, uh, yeah, Van Halen, of course, you know, Van Halen won because I was influenced by Eddie Van Halen to pick up a guitar. But when I was like five, all the way up to 10, I got, you know, I was listening to the radio and they would play Pink Floyd. My brother had the Wall album. And when I was 10 years old and like there was VCR, it was like very popular. You can go to, you know, movie, you know, to the video store and rent movies and um i was 10 so it's hard for me to like rent a movie that rated r 
and my parents wouldn't get it. But I was so obsessed with the concept album of Pink Floyd the Wall, and I didn't know it was a concept album at the time. I was just a curious 10-year-old because I knew there was something behind that album. I knew there was, a, you know, there was something going on. And then the movie came out, and I was just, like, so intrigued that I became obsessed with it. I would talk to, like, you know, older kids, you know, about it, you know, what is it about? And then finally, I was, like, I was able to get the movie, and I was 10 watching it, and I was so confused. <laughs> but as I got older, I got figured it out, and I still just, that that album is just, just, just the concept of, you know, the, what Pink Floyd did with that album, the wall, the dark side of the moon and wish you were here making them concept albums. And it was just that art form. And I was like, okay, that's really, really genius. <laughs> they actually tell a story and it just, I don't know. And I don't think today's music has any concept at all. And I think that's what's kind of missing in today's music is soul, heart and concept. I think people are just doing it because they feel like, you know, people buy anything because we're silly and give them a lot of money. And I think the talent is not there anymore, the art, and I think it's missing. So I think Pink Floyd the Wall for me is a great album because of the artistic and the concept and just the geniuses behind it. So. That's, that's, that's pretty good. Um, Kim, tell me, you know, about an album or an artist or a song that like, it really meant so much to you that, that it changed the trajectory of your life or it just like it encapsulated your life and changed you um it's well the album is anchor drops and it's by a band called umphreys mcgee which is like like humphreys but no h umphreys mcgee and they're a band from chicago ish area south bend indiana actually um, and I started seeing them when I was 14. That's how I've seen them a hundred sometimes. Uh, and they've just, they've been such a huge part of my life. You know, I've, I've been all over the country to see them. I've been to the Dominican to see them. Uh, and so, you know, it's given me this, this desire to travel, this desire to meet people and network. And, um, you know, I, I have, I feel like I have friends all over the country after having uh, seen them. So that was, I don't play any instruments. I tried to play guitar and that didn't work out very well. Me too. Um, but, <laughs> um, but, you know, live music is just, it's such a huge pivotal like part of my life. And so that album was my introduction to them. Uh, and so right around that time, was, it was my first show. And then, I mean, I, I think just, months ago i saw them so yeah it was it's good it's fantastic yeah stuck with you that you know there was just what was it about that you know just listening to that first time or seeing that first show like what like really stuck out to you because and there was there had been something that first night you're just like i am hooked for the rest of my life um i wasn't even actually that hooked the rest of my life um it was definitely the lyrics of in that album there's a bunch of songs that i really resonate with uh one of them being uh wallet's worth uh, if you've never listened to Umphreys McGee, you should definitely check them out. Um, but then in 2013, I went to a, a three-night event that they did, so a three-night concert. And, and that's what they're kind of known for is doing these like multi-night runs. And uh, just I met such a great group of people, and it's just really changed 
the way that I interacted with other, other people and just kind of set that trajectory. And then I started taking my dad to shows and my dad was in a wheelchair. And so that was, it, that turned into his favorite band. And so he didn't ever want to be in the disabled section. He wanted to be right up front on the rail. So every show him and I just, just riding the rail together, um, you know, through all these shows and, uh, you know, he'd be sitting there playing the air guitar. And so, so, you know, I can easily say that that, that band, that album and, and those, you know, events really changed, changed my life. That's a great story. That's awesome, dude. Uh, and I will definitely be checking out all three's McGee. You should um, definitely, they have def- a whole range from like chill, super like, you know, jam bandy or even like jazz all the way to like very, very very good metal i love metal oh speed of metal um there i can tell you the reason why i am a metal head that to this very day and i will tell you i used to be like super into rap and rap has been very influential like um i told a story uh, before where it was the christmas of my eighth grade year and i'm like Mom, I really like rap. Can I get a couple of rap CDs for Christmas? And my mom knew nothing whatsoever about rap. And so she asked the guy at wherever place, it was like Sam Goody or something like that, like, you know, what are two really good rap albums? And then I opened up on Christmas Day, uh, Will Smith and his, um, the Summertime album, which was good. And the other one was Straight Outta Compton by NWA. Two very different albums. If uh, you guys have not heard them both, um, but in NDBA, it was super fucking influential. Um, I still listen to them this day. It introduced me to, uh, you know, Dr. Dre. It got me, it introduced me to Public Enemy, uh, which, you know, Fear of a Black Planet is one of my most influential albums. Um, you know, so just something that simple, like my mom didn't really know about rap. So here's a rap CD and it was fucking great. And it was influential. Um, I mean, you know, NWA, you know, everybody who is, alive you know it could be a fucking 42 year old lawyer on wall street or wherever lawyers do law stuff um and it's you know 13 year old african-american kid they know fucking know nwa they know straight out of compton they know fuck the police so uh, definitely very in- influential in its own right um but i was into rap um i fell asleep on my couch during summer vacation and i woke up um the, the tv was on mtv and when i woke up all i heard was just like Dun-dun-dun! and i looked at the tv and it's fucking metallica and they're they're the the instrumental part at the end of one um where they're just fuck it's all black and it's black and white and they're just fucking headbanging and just like the fastest loudest music i've ever heard in my life and i was like i want to hear more of this give me more of this and so my sister who will not admit it to this day was like super gothy and super into metal and she's the reason why i listen to a lot of the music too um especially the metal especially the depeche modes and the cure and shit like she's the one that introduced me to that um but she had this fucking cd she had injustice for all and she's like i don't listen to this anymore here's that so i just listened to that metallica cd over and over i'm like give me more so introduce me to fucking all sorts of heavy metal bands um megadeth and uh, even like Iron Maiden, going back to like Iron Maiden and Ozzy, and it just like from then on, it like oh, Corn and um, System of a Down, and now it's like Lamb of God and Black Dahlia Murder. It, it is literally I can trace it back to waking up that one day and watching the one 
instrumental part of that Metallica video. Does any do either of you guys have like a song that just like you know just fucking just turned you into a certain person or like changed you know your the music that you love or introduced you to something? Uh, just like any kind of song like that. Kim, why don't you go first? Uh, okay, um, not so much a song, but maybe an event. When I was a kid, yeah, Vover, yeah, absolutely. We lived in certain areas of town, and you got uh, the Box Music Network, and it was you know like inner city hip hop and rap. Um, and I lived in an area of town where we did get that station. And one morning I woke up, and it was no longer the Box; it was MTV Two. And so MTV Two was all music videos. And um, there was Tool. Tool had like had just come out, so there was there was music videos for um, totally blank, like Stink Fist. I think had a music video at that time or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. And that was just super like whoa, like this is a real thing that happened. Yeah, absolutely kind of heard tool at that time but i had never really seen we didn't have cable so i had never really seen music videos before i would say i'm like 13 at this time so that was just a really influential like thing so similar to yours like waking up to the music video it was was this mtv2 coming out and they had you know i think at the drive-in one arm scissor was also a music video that came out around that time and that whole album i listened to at least once a month I, I couldn't agree with you more. And what's really funny is that, um, you know, MTV2 was created because MTV stopped playing music videos. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. MTV2 stopped playing music videos. But that's where you found um, Liquid, what was it? Um, uh, definitely Headbangers Ball was MTV2. Yeah. That was great. Um, and then they had that whole half hour of this, like, weird indie videos, like, from Tool. And then they had, like, Aeon Flux. Uh, Liquid, I think it was, like, Liquid Metal or something like that. I couldn't remember what the hell it was, but... Um, MTV2 used to be super fucking cool, super indie. I'll played all the cool music that um, that uh, outsiders like us watched. Um, I will tell you, one of the most influential shows at that time was fucking Beavis and Butthead because they would they played like White Zombie and Guar and shit. And like this yeah. is fucking rocks, absolutely. So Beavis and Butthead, highly influential music influence. Um, what about you, Santori? How about, tell me about a song or something like that that just like really influenced you, like really changed it. Uh, course of like what you like to listen to eruption van halen one like when i heard that for the very first time it was just explosive it was just like i never heard it and like i said you know he, he was such an inspiration it's just because of what he was doing i had never ever ever come close to what he did and ever but it just just that sound just that's what got me um and like before internet there was things i call magazines and like, so my brother had introduced me to, you know, rock and roll. And then I, of course, you know, as I got older, I experimented with other things like music wise. And, you know, I went to jazz, just check that out, Miles Davis and all that. And then I went to punk, but I had these magazines like back when I was like, probably like 10 years old in 83. And they would like have pictures of, you know, concert footage of Eddie Van Halen and, you know, Motley Crue and all that, like magazines were called Circus, Hit Parader, and Cream. Yeah. And they would like have a section of selling shirts. And then I would see these Metallica shirts, you know, it said Ride the Lightning, Metal Up Your Ass, um, Kill Them All. And I'm like, what's this Metallica about? So like in 83, 
I got Kill 'Em All. It was a t- cassette, and that was their first album. And I was just blown away because it was like fast, it was oh, fast, yeah. and then I got Ride the Lightning, and then I got Masters. You know, I, I kept it with them, and then you know, Cliff Burton unfortunately died and tragedy. And then <clears throat> when that Justice came out, it was a good album to come out with. You know, and I actually saw them. When the album was coming out in 88 and Monsters of Rock, which was my first concert, it was five bands, Kingdom Come, uh, Scorpions, um, Metallica and Dokken, and then, of course, Van Halen. So I got to see them do Harvest of Sorrow, which came off in Justice for All and Jason Newstead. And that was like my first concert. It was really good. But then Black came out and then it was over for me. And I've never liked them since. And I know a lot of people are going to mad at me for that, but I don't care. And I just stuck with Slayer. Because they kept it real. I mean, that was a metal. I mean, that's my favorite metal band of all times. Because the fact that they never went to the other side, they weren't. You know, they're about their roots, and that's that's what I don't like about music today. Is people just lose track of their roots and their souls, and then they just go different direction, and they sucked, and their sound sucks. So that's my uh, opinion about Metallica. But yeah, I liked them way back in the day. But they're still, you know, just Metallica. that's a notorious hot take. That's my um, My mom said that something that musically changed her life was going to see Elton John. Nice. Um, so, yeah, totally. Totally your prim- opinion. It's totally fine. Yeah. Well, Elton John is prime is best. Right? You know, uh, she I- saw him in 1970, Second Road. No one was there but them. <laughs> so imagine going to see fucking Elton John before he was Elton John. That's pretty cool. Um, Robert Headbangers Ball, yes, sir. A choppy, so hopefully you guys. I hope I'm coming through, okay? Uh, I told you, I told these guys before we even started the show. I'm like, it doesn't matter what I do with my internet. I will always fucking freeze up. It doesn't like I did everything I could possibly do to like have good internet tonight, and so far I haven't frozen up. But definitely, I'm getting the your internet is unstable message. So I will definitely freeze up here soon. So I've instructed. Centauri has been instructed to take over the reins if I freeze up. So let's hope that does not happen. Um, yeah. Is there a song that is like a theme song to your life, Santori? Uh, no, but I would like a song being played at my funeral, though, if I ever, you know, when I do die. I do have yeah, a what is it? Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. Yes, I'd like that to be played. And then after that, Celebration by Cooling the Game. Just kidding. Celebrate your death, <laughs> Santori. There it is. Fun at my funeral, Santori. Your funeral will be my, will be very fun. But no, Leonard Skinner, simple man, because you know, all I really want to do is just keep life simple, even though it has its curveballs. Just keep looking forward. It, absolutely, your, but your funeral it. will be very fun. There will be a few yeah. tears and lots of laughs at your funeral. So, um, I just. I don't want tears. I want laughter. Yeah. And hopefully you die in like a really funny, cool way, like a Centauri type way. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> went out to the ocean and got eaten by a shark. You know, yeah. It'd probably be like some silly, you know, we all thought that like, you know, Steve would die of the, you know, the re- alligator restaurant, probably get eaten by an alligator and die by a steamery. Like, seriously? <laughs> Centauri, Minnesota man, eaten by largest python ever recorded in Florida. Exactly. So you got to die something. You got to die a like, weird Santori type way. Um, Kim, is there a song that's a theme song to your life? Um, no, I don't think so. But I mean, I 
to really think about that. I might come back to that later in the show, but I do have a Metallica share story that I want to share. Yeah. I, I, I was like a super dork. No, no, I'm still a super dork, but I was a super dork too at age like 12. And so, you know, I was like in the Savage Garden and NSYNC and the kids on the bus, they were so cool. And I was like, um, can you, can you tell me what album that I should go listen to? And they're like, yeah, listen to Garage Inc. by Metallica and listen to Ozzy, the Ozman comment. And so like the first song that I listened to on Garage Inc. was so what? And so like, honestly, now that I'm like thinking about it, so that song was like super influential because like, I definitely was like, I'm going to go to Hot Topic now. And <laughs> 12, like that's that's how you rebel you, you're like I'm, I'm gonna go get clothes in hot topic um uh, but, but thinking of like the lyrics, cool i haven't thought about that song in a really long time maybe that is the anthem to my to my life there you go see you came around to it eventually there you go yeah you know i there are just like some songs that have like at the certain time in my life it just like the song came out exactly as i was like i was feeling a certain way and a song just like came out and it was like the perfect song at the perfect time um the original song was this the song by godsmack that i'm doing the best i ever did and like at that time i was like i dropped a bunch of weight for college i was making great grades and shit and i was like you know, just like one of those songs that's like a middle finger to a bunch of people that like didn't think I was going to do anything. Um, so that was great. Um, but then I heard this Haybreed song called I Will Be Heard. And I will definitely play, uh, I'll share it to the, the page afterwards. Um, but talk about, it's, it's about perseverance and pushing through. And, you know, there's going to be people along the way that won't believe in you, that won't think that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. Um, and you're struggling to find a voice. And at that time I was struggling with life in general. And then that's one of those things that's like, I heard, I was like, absolutely. I'll be heard. I have a voice. And that's one of the, you know, I can kind of say where I listened to that song and now I'm hosting a fucking podcast. I'm, you know, writing books and put, you know, putting out books and shit. Like I will be heard. Like I need to have my voice heard. I'm not, I shouldn't be, you know, sitting silent and all by myself, you know? So I will definitely say my theme song is I'll be heard by Haybreed. Fucking great song if you haven't heard it. So um, give me, we're, we're kind of getting out of time here. So I'm going to kind of go back and forth here just real quick. Um, just tell me like the, the albums, Santori, I'll start with you because you fucking can rattle off albums like no one's business. Um, give me like a couple albums that just like are your favorite albums that have influenced your life in the most. Oh, there's a bunch, but I'm going to go ahead. Fanny Allen 1. Um, Pink Floyd, The Wall, uh, Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin 3, it's a great album. I love to go to that whenever I get a chance. Um, Physical Graffiti, it was a great one by Led Zeppelin. Um, just uh, they, uh, ACDC, Back in Black, um, definitely. And uh, Rush, 2112, I would have to say, are good influence. And those are my go-tos all the time, whenever I whatever and then sometimes i'll go into like pearl jam 10 i like pearl jam 10 i think that's a good album when that came out soundgarden bad more finger and uh um i'm gonna have to say fugazi uh 13 songs those are my fugazi. 
pulling out to Fugazi. That's why I went with you, Santori, because you could pull out to Fugazi. Yeah, uh-huh. the Fugazi is yeah. fucking great. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Love some Fugazi. How about you? Give me some uh, some of your most influential albums there, Kim. Um, so also physical graffiti, like that whole album was really good. Uh, I'm a piper at the gates of dawn. Side, like I love all the Sid Barrett weird shit. That's my jam. Um, Relationship of Command is that at the drive-in album that I mentioned earlier. A bunch of Humphreys McGee albums that nobody's ever heard of except me. So there's that. Uh, like uh, Talking Heads, the, their older albums. I'm really into uh, some of the older Talking Heads stuff. Um, the Fleetwood Mac album Rumors obviously is just one of my jams. Thinking of all the albums. Oh, so Marcy Playground. That's hmm. Andy song. Like that song is not that good, but that whole album is like really good. And like that is, you know, on my constant rotation. Um, there's also this other band called Nine Days, and they had that really terrible song that was um, absolutely story of a girl. You remember, like, this is the story of a girl. You can remember in general world. Yeah, well, that song is, like, not that good. But the rest of that album is, like, I really enjoyed that album. And so that is also one of my strange on-rotation albums. So. Very fun. Very fun. Um, let's go... Let's see. My mom says Dark Side of the Moon is her number one album of all time. Uh, she's sang a lot in her band, but very hard lyrics to memorize. Um, that's that's pretty much Pink Floyd. It's hard to memorize their shit. It's very complex. Um, Rob Roberts uh, saying Bark at the Moon. Um, oh, and, uh, my homegirl Sasha. What's up, Sasha? She is saying uh, Soundgarden. Love Soundgarden. Uh, Rob Roberts also saying White Album. Um, oh, all great albums. Um, like I said, Downward Spiral is by far the most influential album in my life. Um, Hurts the most influential song of my life, and Nine Inch Nails is the most influential. So there, Nine Inch Nails, full. Uh, there's no more influential band in my life than them. But um, a band that I didn't really pay much attention to until just recently has had like a huge impact on my life. It's introduced me to a lot of bands that are similar to them that came out around the same time as them. So it introduced me to um, not only a new genre of, of music, but also like reintroduced me to a band that I kind of just passed and it's uh, Closer by Joy Division. Um, Joy Division, I'm, man, I, I didn't really pay much attention to. Like I heard them and you know, everybody knows, you know, love will tear us up. Um, but then I listened to a podcast on Joy Division and it was fascinating. So I went back and then, you know, they have two albums and their most popular songs are not even on their albums, but Closer is is such a fucking great album. Um, and not only that, it introduced you to a whole new genre of music. Like I'm listening to the Dead Kennedys again. I'm listening to you know early New Order, which I up until like a year ago had no idea New Order it was Joy Division. Um, That's great. Yeah, fucking weird. But just like you know, so I've only like really been um, reintroduced to this album about a year ago. And it's so good and it's so incredible that I'm just like, it's, I'm going back and just like listening to everything around it and introducing a whole bunch of new bands. Fugazi, uh, oddly enough, is one of the bands that you listen to Joy Division Radio on Spotify. And it's like, Fugazi, it's the fucking, you know, I will wait song. And everybody, all I have to say is that I will wait. And everybody, everybody knows that fucking part of that Fugazi song. So um, Joy Division, definitely right up there. Um, few albums as influential as Nevermind. 
by Nirvana. I'm so shocked that we didn't really say it. I mean, that went that cut the line between hair metal and then like the metal that I listen to today um, was all because Nevermind came out and it fucking blew up the world. So um, gotta say that um, Far Beyond Driven was the by Pantera, super influential because. Uh, so Metallica was like the heaviest metal I really listened to. And then I listened to Pantera and I listened to that video or that album. And it's like, fuck, I love this super heavy, this fucking guitarist is incredible. They're fast. They're aggressive. Like the lyrics are fucking metal as shit. Um, so that, you know, I've, from, I'll step up from there. It's like Lamb of God and the shit that I listened to today um, directly from Pantera. Um like I said, Fear of a Black Planet by Public Enemy, just from the, it's one of the few albums where you, there's no bad song, it's, you know, from the very beginning to the very end, and it's just, it's full of rage and anger, and it's so well done, and it's like, you know, this is the shit that we are going through, this is the, the shit that my community, my people are going through, um, and when you're a 13, 14 year old white kid from Colorado, you're like, you have no exposure to what's going on in the world, and how, you know, fucking um, how these this whole community of people is just being shit on like time and time again. So uh, super influential, Fear of a Black Planet, um, and then uh, Married to Gnome by Perfect Circle. Just like I was gonna mention that, yeah. Oh yeah, it was you know I you know I like you Kim. I love Tool. Um, when love Tool. Santori and I literally bonded over Tool that we had never met before. Um, and I like the first thing I said to him was like, "You look like Maynard from Tool," <laughs> and we have been in love ever since. So. Nice. Um, so, you know, hearing you. them do something completely different in Meridanome, and it was like, uh, you know, like I said, I was, you know, part of the goth crew at that time, and it was, it was just like in the next progression of, of that goth kind of um, culture that I was really embracing at that time. So, um, you know, and it has a bunch of great songs on it. Um, Judith was great, and then one of my most influential songs is Three Libras, because I was friend-zoned hard by this girl in her neighborhood and i was like i was looking really slim i was like you know had made good money and shit but like i kept i got friend zone like a motherfucker when i was a, a kid and so that song came out at the right time it was like yeah. totally this song this, this is a totally a friend zone type of song so um let's see some of these other albums here we got a bunch of people watching now so hello everybody um let's see uh, be, uh, nobody else is just saying there's saying yeah we were kids growing up yes um you know let's talk about uh just what about that Lucifer album conditions of my parole since we're going to talk about okay. there, you go. there you go yes that album was so strange and good very strange a really big Maynard project fan I also actually, makes great wine too Maynard I, can do no wrong I actually went and saw Lucifer in concert in Florida when I lived there and it was more intimate than a tool concert it was so much different <laughs> And it was great. If they ever go on tour, I recommend anyone go. Everyone go see them. If they ever I tour, agree. they were great. It was a great experience. You felt like Maynard was so like intimate with the crowd and mm -hmm. the setup of the stage. It was just you felt like you, you know he had scenery like it was desert music, and you felt like you're in the desert. And it was just you know it's it's an experience. I recommend everyone go see it if they ever come back. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, there's you know very few performers that I can say like you've got to go see Maynard, which is it's a you've got to go see Maynard in either Tool or Perfect Circle or Pussifer, um, for the simple fact that first of all you don't really get to ever see Maynard 
but he's such a, a fucking brilliant singer and he's so mm-hmm. he's such a good performer even though like you hardly ever see him i when i saw him at red rocks with uh perfect circle he was behind the tree the whole time he sang behind the tree <laughs> and when i saw him with tool he sang he was behind the drummer on a, a podium of uh behind the drummer and he's wearing a black outfit so you don't see him the whole time the only time you see him is when the black lights go on and there's this dude kind of like fucking writhing in the back and like that's Maynard you don't <laughs> actually get to see him um the other time I saw Maynard he had this like long black hair and he sang like the microphone was in his hair the whole time and you don't fucking see his face and then at the very last note of Judith when he hits his like long fucking note he pulls his hair off and he's bald the whole fucking time and so he's a weird dude <laughs> he's so talented and he's such a performer that you definitely he's one of the few dudes that you've got to go and see for sure so nice. he's a genius he is a genius. so mike's right like when you see Lucifer, it's it's different like he is more oh, yeah i think he was dressed as the pope and he was giving <laughs> communion when i saw Lucifer, and so it's like he wasn't really interacting with the crowd still he just pretty much pretended we don't exist but um you know to see him have any kind of interaction with the actual stage itself was kind of cool and the reason why he stands behind the drummer is because of the sound that's for his vocals he can hear himself a lot better when he's behind the drums it's like really it's really smart (laughs) he can hear himself a lot better when he's like not in front of the drums for some reason but when you're behind drums you can hear something different but i don't know that's why he does that from what I heard, which is there's, sm- a, there's a lot of different things. He says a lot of different things. So I've heard the behind the drums thing. He also doesn't want to like take away from the art that he's you know doing. Like he doesn't want to take away from it. And like I don't know. There's right. a million different reasons. He's just, he's a weird dude and he's a genius. You know, geniuses tend to be weird dudes, and that's his thing. And um, still doesn't take away from how great the performances are. Oh no. Um, I, this is a really fun uh, comment from my dad because uh, my dad doesn't normally comment on here, but uh, this is a particularly fun one. Um, so when I was growing up, uh, I was like high school-ish. My parents would, they'd got hardcore into new age music. I mean, we were like going up to Boulder and going into like new age shops and shit. They had like, you know, love potions for sale and stuff. And we'd always get these like new age CD. It's like, you know, whales and um, flutes and pan flutes and shit. Um, so my dad like really started listening to this um, radio program on Sundays called Musical Star Streams, and he was hardcore into this Musical Star Streams. So he would record it on cassette because we had to record on cassettes at this time, um, and then they would just like play it, and it was like very relaxing music. And um, there, everybody knows my parents are stoners, so they were fucking smoking a, a, a lot of weed, listening to Musical Star Streams, and. It was a very peaceful, relaxing, but very odd type of time in my house. Uh, And so my dad actually came on and let me read this full comment. It's like, uh, give your listeners a gift. Steer them towards musical star streams now on the Internet. If you smoke weed or do chemicals, not knowing about musical star streams on the radio is like not knowing about American Bandstand or Soul Train. A sampling of some musical star streams programs are on YouTube. It has ambient, space, music, classical, all kinds of music that go beyond current forms of rock. The program has been on nationally for over 35 years. Expand your mind. Talk about music that changed me. I remember that first song I ever heard on the program in the late 80s, Dancing Flames by Manhattan Steamroller. That was 35 years ago. Talk about an impression. Um, Absolutely. I mean, like, 
yeah. you know, and it doesn't, so it doesn't need to be the Beatles. It could be something as simple as listening to a new age album and like it completely changes like who you are, what you listen to, what you get into and stuff. So uh, I really like that comment. Like it was, I really, I actually enjoyed that music. I still listen to some of their bands that they're listening to. I still listen to today. It's very peaceful. Um, I've um, seen Mannheim Steamroller and I completely forgot that I even had that experience until you mentioned that. So thanks. Yeah. I was like 12 and it was weird space music. It was weird space music. It was it's very, very interesting. All right. Very enjoyable. Um, Santori. Yeah. Vangelis, Vangelis, New Age. I listen to Vangelis. If you ever, ever get a chance, check out Vangelis. It's very, very New Age. Very, yeah. Oh, New yeah. Age, New Age highly over uh, or underrated. I mean, it's underrated. Yeah, it's very underrated. Yeah, I would say so. Take your moments, though. I mean, you can't like be driving a car listening to Vangelis or New Age. You'll crash. You're falling asleep. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely. I, I can see that. Uh, but definitely, you know, if. We do smoke a lot of weed on the Mile High podcast. We do, uh, you know, plenty of mushrooms, except for Centauri. No more mushrooms for Centauri. Um, but totally, like, fucking throw on some uh, new age music and just, like, just let the, the psilocybin just wash over you and enjoy life at that time. Um, anything else you guys want to add? Any, um, any other bands or any kind of uh, weird songs or something that we should listen to uh, before we head out of here, Kim? Uh, oh, put me on the spot Thank i you. did all right uh dax riggs he uh, was in a metal band called acid bath back in the 90s and he's done a couple other projects but like his solo stuff is called dax riggs that's his name as well like dax d-a-x it's super good bluesy like soulful new orleans rock it's not metal but if you're into metal check out acid bath that's really good definitely all right Satori, give me some uh, an album or a band or a song that just like people have got to listen to it could be new music old music but something uh, you love that people need to listen to they need to listen to tool they need to listen to slayer zeppelin floyd van halen acdc vangelis um fugazi minor threat <laughs> um new york dolls <laughs> good <laughs> Man, I, that's why I love you, dude. You can fucking pull out shit like Fugazi and New York Dolls. I mean, um, yeah, definitely listen. Job. Well done. Listen to Slayer. Do yourself a favor and listen to Slayer. Yes. Especially if you want to go to. <laughs> you know, in this Christmas season, you know, <laughs> why not celebrate the holiest of holidays with Slayer? Slayer. Do yourself yeah. a favor. Listen to Slayer. Quote Mike yeah. Santori. Yep, that and Rain and Blood. There you go. That yeah. everybody know. I, my parents know Rain and Blood. I mean, that's that's how fucking popular that song is, man. This Rain is a great Blood. song. It's a great Wonderful. fucking song. Um, do yourselves a favor, guys. Go back and listen to all the Joy Division's catalog. Um, listen to the Damned. Uh, that's a, a fucking punk band that not a lot of people listen to. Great fucking band. Uh, visit, you know, revisit the Ramones, man. They're even better than you originally thought. Um, go back and listen to some of that old Metallica. Listen to. Cowboys from Hell, listen to fucking um, uh, Head Like a Hole, um, you know, Pretty Hate Machine. I mean, go back and listen to the old stuff, man. You know, I, so many times I get stuck in listening to the, sh- the shit that I'm into today, like, you know, Arcade Fire and the Monsters of Man and stuff, that you, you, know, you kind of forget how good music was back in the day. 
So like go back and just like listen to some of those old, old songs. You know, David Bowie, man. Um, oh, yeah. pre-fucking 1980s David Bowie. Steely Dan. Steely Dan. There you go. Um, yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan, man. Uh, that, Marshall. <laughs> Marshall Tucker. Fuck. Go back to fucking listen to Doo. Listen to some Buddy Holly for fuck's sake. Listen to like it's the platters and listen to Supremes. Listen to Motown. Um, just go back and just you know Billy Billy Holiday. I mean, I'm such a Billy Holiday fan. Like go back and just listen to you know some of that stuff, man. It's, it'll change your day. It'll make your day even better. Um, my mom, uh, my mom can sympathize with you, Mister Santori. My mom is no longer able to take mushrooms, so um, she uh, she is with you all the way on that. Um, that's pretty much it. All we have tonight, um, Kim. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about your art show? Oh, yes, it's getting close. So uh, this January at Ampersand Coffee in Boulder, I'm going to do an artist residence there. I'm going to hang some of my paintings so you can go check them out. I'm going to have prints, not prints like the artist, but print uh, like like this, like a print of my art. And you can buy it. And I'm going to figure out how to sell them online, I think. I don't really know how this works, but ampersand coffee in boulder go get some coffee and go look at my art the whole month of january very cool we'll definitely be up there from uh we gotta support our own so definitely go up to ampersand coffee in january uh this is santori i know you have something to hawk um yeah um what now on wednesday nights on uh here on trucking pacific uh you can catch me and dr detroit and t-man and talk about what now um and in the future, there will be some comedy shows with video that I will show later when I get back up on stage. For right now, Wednesday nights, when now with Santori. And uh, if you guys have not checked out Santori, when now, definitely check it out. It's very, very funny. Um, and uh, it's the holiday season. So I have been hawking Caldera for a good time now. So I'm going to go back to my holiday book. Uh, make sure that you go on to Amazon or on Audible and get a Christmas roast um it's a really fun holiday horror story um it's a it's written as a hallmark cheesy hallmark uh, christmas movie with a really fucked up ending so i highly recommend doing that i love i love 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 the audiobook uh, version of it so go to audible and get it it's, it's pretty cheap and if you have a credit it's worth a credit for sure um so definitely do that um Next week begins our holiday series here on Mile High Podcast. Uh, I'm trying to wrangle up Mr. Uh, David Bonderchuk, who famously hated Christmas, came on a Christmas program to talk about how great Christmas is, and then told me halfway how much he fucking hates Christmas. <laughs> so we're going to have a, a holiday debate show uh, either next week or the week after, but expect uh, Chef David to come on and talk about how much he hates Christmas. Santori was there. Santori was like, just you know was began his relationship with mary beth and they're in love and they're you know we're on this <laughs> great holiday show and then david's just like i hate christmas and then he fucking left <laughs> He's, he just like left the podcast and so uh we love chef david he's fucking amazing he is great but he <laughs> hates christmas and so he's gonna come on and debate christmas with us uh, <laughs> talk about our, you know, our favorite christmas movies we're gonna talk about our favorite christmas songs and what the the best era of Christmas songs is so you know you know definitely pay attention make sure you're checking out my high podcast um you can go to our Facebook page um my high podcast if you can't find it then you know all hope is lost for you basically 
Um, <laughs> if you want to throw a couple bucks our way, um, please go to our Venmo at Chucky Pacific 303. Um, I would love to get paid for all this quality entertainment that we are providing you on these Monday nights. Um, so that's about it. Uh, any last words, Mr. Santori? Everyone be good to each other. Man, I love that. Thanks. I, yeah, I, I end my shows giving you full credit. You know, Santori, he has the, you know, you know, be good to each other, guys. It's a fucking holiday season. Uh, everybody's short-staffed, and so it's going to be busy, and a lot of these places just don't have enough people. Um, so fucking be kind to them. You know, be generous. Tip them. Tip your fucking servers. Tip your tenders. Um, but just be good to each other. So thanks, guys. Have a good night, and thanks for tuning in. Bye. This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com.